This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Now in today's episode, you are going to hear a conversation between Teacher Julie and I all about entrepreneurs. Now, I know that you are going to enjoy this episode. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the Weekly English Words membership. That's right, weeklyenglishwords.com. You see, each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. But you know, as an English learner, it's hard for you to know the correct meanings, and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's exactly why the Weekly English Words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode. As a member, you will also be able to download a PDF that includes the definitions. When I say you won't find this anywhere else on the internet, trust me, I'm not lying. This is something you need if you want to truly speak English fluently and sound like a native English speaker. So again, you can go to www.weeklyenglishwords.com and start learning more today. Remember, the words and expressions will be heard in this episode and you can learn more about them by going to weeklyenglishwords.com. Now, are you ready for this episode? Well then, let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, Julie, how are you? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. I'm doing great. I am uh, excited about today's topic. You know, I'm usually excited about topics in general, but I think today's topic in particular 
is a topic that we both can um, connect with. We both can Mm -hmm. resonate with because it's about entrepreneurs. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this topic. Um, Good topic. Yeah, I think it is, especially in, you know, we're in 2021 right now, but being that we're in a pandemic and people have unfortunately, um, many people lost their jobs or have difficulties finding jobs. I think there are a lot of people that are thinking about entrepreneurship more. So yeah, I want to ask you then, starting with number one, Julie, do you mm-hmm. know any entrepreneurs? <laughs> I do. I know you and <laughs> I know myself. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I know us. Um, I know of a lot of entrepreneurs as well mm-hmm. um, that I don't know personally. I do know some small business owners, but entrepreneurs, I don't know that many actually. Um, it's more kind of people that I see online and then us. Yeah, that's it. Yes, true, true. Um, For me, of course, yes, I know you. Uh, I know myself. Um, I have a few friends. Um, One guy, uh, I met him at church and we're friends. He has his own business. He runs, I'll tell it. The business name is Herb Spice and he like, he's into food. So he and I talk periodically about business. So he's another entrepreneur. He's very entrepreneurial. Um, always thinking of new ideas and how to make his business better. So yeah, he's I think the closest person to me right now that's an entrepreneur. So you know what? This isn't on the list, but this question just popped in my head. You know, we said that we don't know too many entrepreneurs, even though we know a few that you know we're close to. Do you think it's hard to be an entrepreneur? Do you think that's why we don't know as many? Uh, I. Th- think that it is not the easiest thing. Um, and I think that like the reason for that is because of the risk involved, uh, which I think we'll, we'll discuss a little bit, but I, I think it's not only hard, but it's risky. And I guess that a lot of people are kind of afraid of taking risks, especially now. Um, so I think that, yeah, it's, it's challenging, but it's also risky. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, I think another thing too, it's, you don't see immediate results when you're an entrepreneur. And like you and I have had this conversation that it takes a long time to reach a goal when you're an entrepreneur. It's like, it's only you. And of course, even if you have a team, it's basically you having to work hard without seeing results for a long period of time. And I think that gets a little bit challenging and I don't know if it's for everyone, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I think it's Mm -hmm. a little bit challenging, but I think when you're a, like a natural entrepreneur, again, like you and I, you kind of can see past the current situation and you can kind of yes. keep going thinking about the future. So I think, that's yeah, like it's, it's been challenging, I think for me, and I think it was also challenging for yeah. you when you just started. Um, but I guess that that's sort of one of the key characteristics that someone has to have is like you said, to be able to, to look past, um, yeah. not receipt, not getting immediate uh, results. And yeah, I think that that's, that that's one of the biggest challenges. That's one of the things that makes it so difficult for sure. Yeah. So it takes some time, like to get the ball rolling, but once you do, like, if you're willing to put the time in and put the work in, if you're really dedicated and you are sure that what you're doing is going to work, it's going to be successful. It's, it will eventually pay off, but yes, there's a period where you're tired and you're kind of like, eh, what's happening <laughs> yes exactly yeah. i i can remember when i first started and i was 
and it was a long period, more than a year or two where the yeah. money was pennies. I was like, okay. But the amount of work was a lot, it was a lot of work. And there were a few times, you know, I looked at my bank account and I was like, what am I doing again? Like, there's not, I'm not seeing the results, but again, <laughs> it comes, it comes, but yeah. yeah, it is, it is challenging. It's kind of like, you have to give yourself lots of pep talks, like to keep yes. forward. So I think that is, the yeah. Case. You know, also like when I, before I started more entrepreneurial ventures, I was freelancing, I was teaching, mm -hmm. um, and that was less risky. Like I, I was a little bit worried. So I kind of took baby steps a little bit. Like I, I went from a full-time job to freelancing and I was nervous about like working for myself and freelancing, but that was still more secure because I wasn't, um, doing something new. I was teaching just on my own. Yeah. And then I kind of transitioned from that into doing more things and working together with you. And it's, it was a shift, but I think that that helped me to be able to see clearly that if I like to, to realize the potential of what could be and to not kind of give up. Uh, so yeah. I think it was good that I started off with freelancing. So I knew like, okay, you know, I, I have the potential to, to get somewhere. So yeah. Yeah. I think that also showed initiative and like, you could push yourself like self-motivation. And I think that's also, those are also two qualities of entrepreneurs. Like you have mm -hmm. to motivate yourself and take initiative in certain situations. Um, so yeah, I think those are good qualities. I think they are good qualities. I had a little side hustle too, when I was in Korea <laughs> doing some uh, yeah. work on the side. Yeah. I mean, I would tutor on the side when I realized like, Oh, this is, this is some good money. I mean, yeah. It's lucrative. It's yeah. lucrative depending on where you are. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. All right. Um, let me ask this then. Do you have a high tolerance for risk? Like we're talking about being an entrepreneur and it does include risks and challenges and difficult situations. Do you think you personally have a high tolerance for risk? I think I personally do have a high tolerance for risk. Um, it's also more so calculated risk. Like I don't say that I would take, I wouldn't say that I take risks blindly or risks that seem absolutely crazy or absurd. Like I'm saying that I have a high tolerance because I've worked in many different countries and uh, sometimes I've gone there without work, but I knew that I would get work. Like yeah. when I came to Dubai, for example, I came here uh, without work, but I, I was in touch with people before I came and they kind of said, okay, when you get here, we'll meet. And I realized that it would be easier for me to find work if I were here. So like people were responding, people were interested, but I wasn't here. So I, it was a risk coming here without a job. It was a risk quitting a job without one and moving away. Um, so it's not the, the riskiest thing ever, but yeah. uh, I was fine doing that even when I was younger, even when I had less security and less direction, I was okay with it. Yeah. Um, so I was going places that I knew that there was work for me. So yeah. it was a risk, but it was kind of a calculated risk. That makes, that sense. makes sense. But yeah, it makes total yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I think what about you. Uh, for me, um, yes, I actually have a high tolerance for risk, but it actually is connected to what you were saying. Everything is calculated. Like I'll risk something because I know that 10 steps down the line, it's going to work out. But I'm not one, for example, let's say, for example, with a gambling or like money is like, yeah. okay, I have a thousand dollars and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to toss it to the wind. Like I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not that person, no. but 
if I have a thousand dollars and it's about investing it into maybe a software program that is going to help me be a better teacher online, I'll put that money into that program. I'm not sure if it'll work for a fact, but I have an inkling or I have a thought that, Hey, this is going to work out. I'll mm -hmm. do that type of take that kind of risk. Um, yes. so yeah, it goes back to what you're saying, like calculated risks. Um, I think that one quality I have as, a, as an entrepreneur that may tie into risk is I can see 15 steps ahead. So I'll be working right now, knowing that six months from now, it's going to work out or 10 months from now, it's going to work out. So right now it may seem like a risk, but I have faith that it's going to work out. Um, I don't know. If, I think I've told you this story before, but um, I'll say it, I guess, on the podcast for those listening. When I used to work at NASA, again, like good paying job, you know, benefits, everything was great. But I decided to leave that job, which was a huge risk. I mean, I had yes. a house, I had e like everything. And I literally was like, okay, it's time for me to leave. Again, it was a whole situation. I prayed about it and everything. But part of the reason why I decided to leave that job was because I knew that there was something else better. Um, again, not to go into too many details, but I became more of an entrepreneur after I left that job. Huge risk, but fast forward now, what, 15 years, and I'm doing a lot better than I was even when I was at NASA. So again, yeah. like seeing the risk, but I guess believing in yourself, that's also another thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think that a lot of people would see leaving a company like NASA, leaving a job like NASA as a, as a massive risk. Um, but yes, like because you believed in what you were doing and you knew you knew that it was going to work out, that was able to you know motivate you enough and push you enough to to take that step. So, yeah, yeah. Do you um? So again, like you and I, we're both entrepreneurs. Does your country, speaking of Canada, and I know you're living in Dubai, yeah, but yeah. Can you speak of Canada? Does Canada have a lot of entrepreneurs? And I go, Canada's huge, but I guess your area or from what you know. Are there a lot of entrepreneurs? In yeah, I'm from Toronto. Um, and I think that there are quite a few entrepreneurs there. And I think that Canada kind of gives you the freedom to explore and to push boundaries with what you can do. So I think that because of that, we have a fair amount of entrepreneurs. But I would say the same in Dubai, even though I'm not from Dubai, because Dubai is built on business and mm -hmm. it's a place where you you can come and be innovative and create something new and it will pay off because it doesn't exist here. So I think that there are um, people in Canada who are entrepreneurial, but there are also a lot of people who kind of um, follow the same path as well. Like there are a lot of people who uh, go to university and get a job in their field and do that. Like it's, there are many, many, many more people like that, I would say, yeah. than entrepreneurs. Yeah. But I would say that there are more, probably more entrepreneurs here. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've started obviously paying more attention to it over the years that I've been here. So yeah. I've noticed, yeah, people can take the risks here because there's no one competing with you. There's nothing that exists yeah. like this. So it's, it's kind of the place for that. Yeah. This is why I started freelancing here as well. That makes sense. So, that makes sense. Yeah. In America, and I live in Maryland, so near DC, um, but just speaking in general, like I'll speak about like my friends, people that I know that live in other states. In America, I think Americans, there are a lot of hustler, not hustlers in a bad way, but like people who have like side hustles or yeah. um, they have businesses on the side, but they still have their main job. 
I think there are a ton of people like that because the job security that an office job or a job that pays you every month or every two weeks provide, people don't want to let go of that, but they still have this entrepreneurial side of them. Like, oh, I mm-hmm. want to kind of have this, you know, express my creativity, right? I think there are more people doing both as opposed to individuals who like us have decided to leave yeah. the job, leave the company and just do it full time. And again, I think it's because again, it is a very big risk because you have to wait to get money. And some people are not yeah. in the position to do it. Um, so I think, yes, there are a lot of entrepreneurs, but not a lot of entrepreneurs who are only doing entrepreneurial mm-hmm. work. It's more mm-hmm. like double. So I think that's the case here in America. It's it's very, like we said, it's, it's just hard to take that step. And I think like, even when I first started, it was tempting for me. It was tempting for me to still do um, work at institutes or work for someone else. Like it was, it was tempting, but that was because of fear of failure. And I recognize that. So like when people would reach out to me about, okay, do you want to teach this class here? Do you want to do this here? And I would always respond like in the beginning. And it was hard for me to say no. No, because it was like steady work or like you said, it was secure. But as time went on, I was like, no, because this is taking time from something that I am trying to accomplish. So I, I became more sure of myself and my path over time. But in the beginning, it was the same. So I think, like you said, a lot of people kind of hold on to their full time job, their nine to five job, and then the transition happens or they kind of give up. But I also know people who have kind of been doing that for a long, 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 long time. And they're sort of torn between the two. And it's just really hard to take that step, especially if you have a family to support and it's not easy. Of course, there are many factors and I think your character is one of the strongest, but there are many. Agreed. I think that is a, a very good point. Like your circumstances really do affect what you're able to do and what you're not able to do. That's a good point. Um, Now, there are many different, I guess, industries that people can enter in, right? Now, you and I, again, we work together, so we're both in the industry of education, like English education and helping students learn English as a second language. But do you have an opinion? What do you think is the most profitable type of business to open in your country? You can speak about your country or just in general, but what do you think is the most profitable type of business? Uh, in Canada right now, I'm honestly not sure what the most profitable is because I've been away for so long. Um, so I can't say specifically about Canada, but I would say that in general, uh, anything to do with tech or technology would be the most profitable because obviously everything has shifted much quicker, even in the past year, uh, to online. So any type of technological work but I I can't say specifically uh in Canada because yeah I've just been away and I I'm not sure what's going on I think a lot of industries are struggling so in the past year things that have been profitable have pretty much been online or like Amazon like in terms of delivery yeah um, and manufacturing certain certain things as well but yeah yeah I think so I can kind of answer this question in more of a broad, with a broad answer. Um, So tech, hands down, like that's where the money is, even on YouTube. Like I, so I have a lot of followers on YouTube, but channels that are smaller than mine and get less views 
are making like five times more than I am because they're in tech. So the ads on their videos lead to more money for, you know, YouTube or Google. So again, I've watched channels and I'm like, how are they making that much, even though our views aren't the same? And it's because again, they're in tech. So yes, I totally agree with the tech um, aspect being um, the tech field being one that brings a lot of money in. But what I've noticed um, since the pandemic occurred is that online education is really starting to be the number one. Um, And again, it could be from my viewpoint because online education covers the full gam, everything. Like even if you're in tech, you got to know how to teach something. Even if you're into art, you got to learn how to teach it. And I've watched so many online creators just kind of their careers just skyrocket during the pandemic because everyone's online. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Everyone around the world is now online on a regular basis. So I think online education, like training, teaching people how to do certain things and like having online courses, um, online schools, these things are really kind of taking off now. And I think, um, they're, I would say they're more profitable because of the long, the long run, like in the long run, they're not going to go anywhere. Like you're always going to need to learn something new. And I think it's a field that, for example, robots can't take over. Like you have to have somebody teach. Yeah. You. So I think it's more profitable in the long run, as opposed to like right now I'm with the latest tech, but that's going to change tomorrow. So I have mm-hmm. to continue to, you know, always learn new things. But if I'm a teacher, I'm teaching you what I already know. And that'll always kind of be there. So I think online education is really profitable. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying I'm rich guys. I'm just putting it out there. (laughs) Online education is good. (laughs) Not fair. (laughs) All right. Um, Do you think people are born entrepreneurs or are they made? Uh, I think that they are born entrepreneurs. And I think you you and I have have chatted about this before, like the difference between... um, yeah, like having a business and being an entrepreneur. And I think that entrepreneurial spirit is something that you have or you don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think you're just bored that way. Yeah. yeah. I what agree. Do you think? It's funny, you know, now that, you know, I'm older, I have a business or whatever. I'm realizing that, oh, you actually are born an entrepreneur. Again, we've talked about this before, but for those that may not have heard it, um, I remember again, growing up, Like I've always been like I am right now. I've always been thinking of ways to either get money or help people or um, like in the past, you know, you had had an allowance and either the allowance was not the amount you wanted or maybe the allowance wasn't there one month and the next month it wasn't there. Like, you know, if you wanted to have a little bit of money in your pocket, I literally remember being nine years old, drawing pictures and selling them for a dollar, like going around in my neighborhood. So it's like, you realize, oh, this is just, in me this is just natural Mm -hmm. like no one taught me to do this or taught me how to be like this and i found that other entrepreneurs who are really truly entrepreneurs it's kind of the same i think like for you as well it's kind of been the same for your whole life too. yeah Yeah, it's this it's the same like i think that even though i have been in some challenging situations and have had difficult times like everyone um i think that i've always had the tendency to see the possibility and the potential in things and the potential in the future and in myself so even in very difficult times like I always knew, like I was certain in the worst times that I would be fine because I knew that I was going in the right direction. Like I didn't have a clear vision in that moment, but I knew that like it would be fine because I could see the potential in every opportunity. And I, 
it took advantage of every opportunity that was given to me. So yeah, it's, it's something that I've always had, even when I was a child as well. So yeah. Think as you fun. were talking, I wanted to be like, yes, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes me excited when somebody can like, you know, I guess believe in themselves, like, Hey, I, I can do this. And again, honestly, I've said it before, but that's another reason why I was excited when we both decided to work together because we both have the same mindset, like, okay, the challenges will come, but we can get through it. Like we'll figure yes. out how to make things work. And I think that's really something you can't teach somebody, you know, you can teach yes. over time, but if it's naturally in you, it makes it a lot easier and more enjoyable to work together. So yeah. 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 It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. Number six, how are businesses today um, different from businesses in the past? What do you think? Uh, I think there are many, many differences uh, nowadays compared to the past. I think that businesses these days have to be much more innovative. Mm -hmm. And I think that in general, having any type of business is much more competitive. And before, you know, there was, if you needed one thing, there was like one place to get it. And that's just not the case anymore. And now, uh, customers and clients and consumers have so many options and I think that business is business is much more difficult than it was in the past I think it was relatively easy in the past past to open a small business or start your own thing um, again because there was much less competition so yeah this kind of stands out as one of the things the major differences yeah yeah I agree I think also in the past a business could operate with one entrepreneur, like either the CEO or the head of the company being that one, I guess, creative uh, thought producer could be one Mm -hmm. person. And those underneath that individual could just be not yes men and yes women, but more of, Hey, give me a task. I'll do it. And I don't have to think like kind of working mindlessly, kind of like factory, like just do this over and over the same thing every day. Whereas now, because of the competition that you mentioned, you need to have other entrepreneurs actually on your team because one yes. person only thinking of ideas, your company will fail because things are changing so fast. Um, I think you always have to be a step ahead trying to figure out, okay, how do I, you know, make the business better? And you have to do it with a team. So a team of creative minds. I think that's the main thing that has yeah. changed over time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be more innovative. You have to be faster in terms of like you said and I think that one person especially if you're operating on a a global scale or a larger scale um you need a team you can't just you can work alone but then you'll have your limits at a point it's true um so yeah depends how you know how big you want to grow (laughs) exactly even last week you know we were bouncing off ideas off of each other for like again you have the business english course and also um the weekly english words membership um, again, for those listening, I'll, I'll tell you the website. So if you want to get the business course, an amazing course that Julie produced, it's go to essentialenglishforbusiness.com. And then also, if you want to learn the words and expressions that we're talking about in this episode that come up naturally in conversations, go to weeklyenglishwords.com. But um, getting back to it, even in those two, I guess, course and also the membership, you know, we've talked about how to make them better, how to make students uh, understand all of the information and all of the value that's found in each, each of them. Mm-hmm. We bounced off ideas off of each other, even though you created many of the things in the English uh, words membership. And even though you created the business course, like we were able to talk and talk about them and kind of develop better strategies. So I yeah. think 
does help. It makes a difference. Yeah, it helps a lot because like, even though, like you said, we were working on something together, we don't see every single thing exactly the same way. We don't have the same experiences. Like we bring different strengths to the table and then they complement each other. So it's, it's great when you can find, you know, a strong team uh, to help you. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Agreed. Makes a difference. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Um, okay. So in recent years, there have been a lot more entrepreneurs. Uh, why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because the times are changing or do you think there's really a reason why people are starting to get more interested in becoming entrepreneurs? And you know what? Let me preface this question with this. Back in the day, I do think that entrepreneurship was not looked at in a good light by everyone. Like if you didn't yeah. have a stable job or a job where you're going to the office every day, it was kind of like people didn't think you really were doing anything like, oh, what's your job? Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, so what do you do? So what are you actually right. doing? Um, yeah, it's true. And I think like nowadays, at least in Western culture and Western countries, this uh, notion has completely changed. And I think that it's more popular nowadays because people have more opportunities like the younger generation they are entrepreneurs not everyone um but from working on social media sites from there's like this is just one example yeah. and when people see other people being successful uh yeah. online or in any in any industry or in any field they feel like they can do it themselves so i think like the more people that do something um the more possible you kind of think it is, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's one reason. And so like the younger generation, especially, is seeing that from their peers and from other people online. And I think that's one of the main reasons uh, because it's more so the younger generations, I would say, who are probably becoming entrepreneurs now, obviously yeah. not as many people who are in retirement and so on. And that's, yeah, because times have changed and like accessibility has changed and technology and the internet has made it possible for you to work fully online without a degree, different things in different industries. And you can be more creative in in our culture so yeah. I think like this freedom and creativity and like the inspiration of other people doing it um, yeah. are some of the things that push people to be like okay you know I can do that as well so agree yeah. yeah totally agree totally agree um honestly yeah I don't think I have anything else to add to that because it is the reality the more people see it the more they actually want to kind of jump on the bandwagon like oh, okay now yeah. it's a viable job so yeah <laughs> it is a, it's a lot of that yeah yeah <laughs> Jumping on the bandwagon. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So the next question then is, uh, I'll answer it first and then I'll kind of put the ball in your court. It's what must a company do or have to be successful? I feel like I kind of touched on this one a little bit earlier when I mentioned that in the past, just having one entrepreneur on your team as like the CEO worked. But now in order to really succeed and move forward and grow, you need to have multiple creative minds, not just like design and art type yes. creativity, more like forward thinking. Um, you need people on your team that actually think, even if they're, I feel like this even expense goes out to all the employees as well. Like you don't want an employee that just does what you tell them to do. You want yeah. them to think also ahead. Um, so I think now in order for a company to be successful, they have to have creative thinkers on their team they have to have uh, many entrepreneurs and they also have to be willing to change. 
Like this, yes. con- the, the industry is constantly changing. The world is constantly changing. And sometimes it's easy to get, to get stuck. I'll speak personally, honestly. So like, again, for those listening, you already know that I have an online English Academy and I've been, honestly, I'm constantly thinking of ways to improve it on a regular basis. And I've had it for two years now, but I can't get to this point where everything stays the same because it's not how it works now in the world. Like your business has to constantly be evolving. And if you're not evolving, you'll get passed. Somebody's going to pass you and do something better than you. So I think- constantly evolving. I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Yeah. I was going to actually say exactly the same like choice of words that if you don't evolve, then someone will take your idea and make it better. So yeah, yeah, you have to make your own idea better. Um, (laughs) And that is a key to being successful. But I think like the bottom line, if you look at it on a very basic level, uh, I'll look at the question from a slightly different point of view. For for businesses to be successful, they have to have something that customers or people want and need, and they have to market it in the right way. Mm -hmm. So I think like these are these are the this is the foundation for for a business being successful. And then once you do that, I think the next step is to then take what you have and make it better before someone else takes it from you and makes it better. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, Let me think about this. I'm trying to think the way you worded it was so good at the end about, you know, make it better before somebody else makes it better. It's interesting. So there are many amazing English teachers online and everyone kind of has their own niche. Um, When I came on the scene, I actually was looking for that. What's something that is not being done right now? Something that the other teachers are have amazing schools, amazing courses. How can I maximize on what's already out there and do something different and make it better? So yeah, it is that idea that you have to have. Yeah. Yeah. To make it better. Now, do you think there are certain traits that make someone a good entrepreneur? Uh, Yes, there are many traits. Like I think we mentioned some of them like in this conversation, but I think one of the key traits is um, like self-motivation, being able to motivate yourself and to be creative as well. Um, I think there are many, like you need to be patient, (laughs) uh, like there's dedication, determination, there's so many traits, but these are the few that I think we kind of said, like, are people born as an entrepreneur or can they become it? And I think that these characteristics are just instilled in you. You're born with them or you're not. So if you're not determined, you're not determined. Like you can become determined, but it's more likely that if you're not, you're not. If you believe that you're going to fail, then that's just kind of how you are. Like that's been my experience with people that I've met. So I'm just basing that on my own personal experience that people who are very like afraid of taking risks, um, they kind of just stay in that box. Like, when you present an idea, they present a hundred reasons why the idea is not going to work. And my experience with people like this have been that that is how they are. And it's very hard to change them. Even if you come back with 200 reasons why it's going to work, they're like, no, but no, but to everything. And so for me, like these, these qualities, um, like being able to motivate yourself, um, being determined, being creative, these are just things that you have. And um, they're, these are some of the things that are essential. Uh, my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty. Okay. So it's pretty fascinating though. When you think about, you know, like we're born, we don't know what's happening when we come out the womb, we're babies, you know, like crying or whatever, but like, it's pretty (laughs) fascinating to think that these things, 
these character traits, again, and certain people just are in them from the very beginning. And it's yes. like, no one has to teach you. It's, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Like every time you see a situation, instead of seeing the negative, you see, okay, well, there are negatives there, but let's turn them all into positives. And it's like, your brain just starts working in like problem yes. solving. I was going to add that one to the list that you mentioned. Um, I think problem solving is a huge one. And again, like I've noticed that as well, like it's kind of like naturally it just happens. Like even when the pandemic hit, it was like, okay, this is the pandemic. It's really difficult. How can we work around this? What's another thing we can do? Again, like I was talking to um, my team or whatever. So it's like that problem solving aspect is really a good trait. I think yes. um, that entrepreneurs have kind of figuring things out. But I think, I think that that like during the pandemic, I think this is when people kind of, many people were able to see whether they could be an entrepreneur or not. So it's like, you know, you freeze or you, you react. So I think that this was a good time. Like, and this, and during this time was when I kind of did a new thing and like took another yes. step because I was like, okay, what can I do? Like I do nothing <laughs> or I do something. Right. And so I think that that kind of further confirms that you have those characteristics, even in hard times or you don't. So yeah. because like during the pandemic, many of us in many different circumstances have been surrounded by negativity, by challenges like that is just what it is. And exactly. it's been the case for me as well. But I managed to find the strength to continue yes. to do things. So I it's further, again, confirmation that you have these characteristics and you need these characteristics because it doesn't matter who you're surrounded by, like you're lucky. Like I'm lucky when I talk to you, you know, you're positive and everything, but I don't talk to you 24 seven. So right. everyone faces yeah. negativity and people telling you why you can't do things. And so yeah. if you're still able to continue, even in a challenging time, like the pandemic, I think that really kind of proves that these are the qualities that you must have. Yes. Honestly, Julie, I feel like we're both giving a motivational speech and yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those that are listening, hopefully we're inspiring you. If you ever had an idea, like run with it, like act yeah. on it and, you know, do it now. But um, I know the topic is entrepreneurship. So we're talking about it. But again, I feel like since you and I both are passionate about it, I kind of want to inspire other people to, hey, like step out in faith and do it. Like, it's okay. You, you can make it happen. Um, but yeah, you made a good point. Yeah. Being able to push through when other people say things that would, mm, I guess, other things that may discourage you, but being able to push through that, that's also a great trait to have too. Now, we both again have our own businesses. Um, so the question is, would you like to open your own business? Why or why not? So I'll change it up a little bit since we both have our own businesses. What made you want to open your own business? That's the question. Good question. Good yeah. You question. like how I switched that up? I like that. I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. It's a good question. Um, <laughs> for me, it was the... I don't know. I think it was just like the potential to do things that I wanted to do and yep. not have to just do what other people were telling me to do. Like this was the main thing. And then I, I started to see the possibility for success, I guess. Like I started to believe in this possibility, but the main reason was just that I was tired of doing things. Like, even though I love teaching and I loved teaching in the past for different places I and different companies, it was more just like, I was at the end of the day doing things for other people and making money yep. for other people. And my creativity was limited. Yep. I had a lot of ideas and a lot of suggestions that I couldn't implement, that I couldn't 
tell yeah. to anyone. Like I said, I told, I, like, I was always excited when I started yeah. working at places and I always wanted to, you know, change things and come up with new ideas. And I just, I was being like, suffocated for lack of a better word like my my creativity was being suffocated not me I was teaching and I still liked it but you know it was always within these lines so yeah that was that was why it's so funny I I don't know if you remember I feel like one of our first conversations after we decided to work together was actually about me not wanting to suffocate you I was like hey we'll work together I I could tell that you were like she's an entrepreneur. She doesn't need to be held back. She needs to be released and let go. Like, you know, the ideas that you have. Yeah. So yeah, I totally understand. It's, it's funny too, you know, when I was in Korea, before I started this business, there were uh, moments, it's two, two responses. If I was in a situation and maybe you can also speak on this. If I was in a situation where they held me back instead of letting me go and like kind of, you know, teaching in the style that I wanted to teach in, I would just kind of fall back. Okay, I'll do exactly what you want me to do. Even though I knew that, hey, I could maximize yeah. on this strategy or this teaching style and make it better for the students. That was one response. The other response is when I had some directors who recognized, just like what I recognized in you, they were like, oh, Tiff, you don't really need to be, I guess, like your handheld. Like you can, I'm like, yeah, yeah let me go. And the students flourished, the school flourished. It's like, just let me yes. go. Like, I'll do it for you guys. And I think I noticed that in you as well. Like, yes, it is out. the same for me. And I had similar reactions. Like when people are like, no, you must follow these rules. Like, honestly, my initial reaction is always to be like, but why? Like, but why do I have to do that? So I, I would do that a lot more when I first started teaching as well. And a lot more when I was younger, I was always like, but why? Like, and it's still a philosophy that I kind of follow, but I think I do it more gracefully. So I would challenge like, but why do I have to do this? Cause I think that this is better. I think that this doesn't work. I think yeah. it doesn't make sense. And I would say, it, you know, in a diplomatic way, but I was resistant and I would keep doing my own thing and I would not get into trouble, but it was like, I would be warned and reminded and told. And then eventually I, my reaction changed changed and it was like okay fine okay fine I'll just do that and then yeah. I didn't react you know I didn't roll my eyes I I did it but my passion was was slipping away because it was like no just do this thing and I'm like okay but this thing is not a good way like this doesn't work and I would eventually like you know you need to work you need money you don't want to lose your job so yeah. I did it and I did a good job but it wasn't with the same level of passion or excitement as yeah. when I had the freedom to yeah. add my heart to it and to add my ideas to it. So yeah, th that was kind of the, the evolution of my reaction initially was like, why, why? Yeah. And then I just kind of gave, gave in yeah. to what I was being told again and again and again, because. When you gave in, I want to know how you felt. Cause I remember, I remember the times that I gave in, I hated the feeling. Yeah. Like, it's not a good feeling. It's like, this is the worst. So I, I guess we said, yeah. So I guess you felt the same way. It's like, this is not good. Yes. It was basically like, I felt that I was just doing like going through the motions of, yeah. of working, like just going, like you said, you know, for example, in a factory, like you repeat things, you just do mm -hmm. things. And I, at times I felt like I always loved, you know, my interaction with students and I always loved teaching and I always loved helping them. But when I knew that I could add a lot more and I wasn't able to do that, then, um, I just felt like, yeah. okay, whatever. Like I go to work, you know, I kind of clock in and clock out. Like that's how, how it was. Um, and then in companies that really let me, you know, like flourish and do my own things, yeah. uh, I just performed much better. 
Yeah. I just did a better job and I was more excited. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. This is the entrepreneurial spirit. Like, let us go. <laughs> let us go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Julie, I really enjoyed this topic. Again, I feel like you and I both know a lot about it, being entrepreneurs. Um, I do hope students, as you listen to the conversation, I hope you learned a lot. Um, remember, we used a lot of new words and expressions. Uh, we both have been writing them down as we've been talking, and there are a lot. So again, if you want to learn how to use the words and expressions, check out the next episode and also check out weeklyenglishwords.com where teacher Julie, an amazing entrepreneur, is going to be uh, providing you all with video explanations for each word and expression to help you learn how to use them properly and sound like a native English speaker. Julie, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was a wonderful conversation. I truly enjoyed it too. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Have a great evening. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.